Have you ever thought about yourselves replacing each other? Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I entitled this episode, Dangerous Precedents, Quarantining Chaos, and Environmental Security. That's right, we're going to be getting into the coronavirus for sure. All the developments going on there, as well as Harvey Weinstein found guilty the CEOs of Disney, MasterCard, and Salesforce all resigning within 24 hours. Yeah, this is going to be an information-packed transmission, I assure you. Uh, but before we do, a few quick updates for you guys. If you haven't, make sure you go listen to the minicast we did earlier this week, uh, Can You Quarantine America? I was still fighting with my sick brain, so I had to just go balls deep into all the information I could. And let me tell you... It was an insightful transmission. There is no part two. Uh, let me guys know what you think in the description bar below. We are a few patrons away from doing live shows every single Friday. We will be doing an exclusive member show March 6th. I hope to see you guys there. Uh, other than that, strap yourselves in because this is not a light episode. We hit on every single cylinder all the way down the rabbit hole. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. This is a powerful ride of an episode. And with that being said, let's start the show. Are you really the you you were when you were born? Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. Now I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 1006, season 10. Episode 6. I'd like to start you off with a passage from my daily devotional. So for our satanic friends, Luciferian friends, and our atheistic friends, I'm sorry to start off the transmission this way, but I'm going to be reading from the Standard Lesson 365-Day Devotional. Today's date is February 27th, and it goes like this. This is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. First chapter John, chapter 3, verse 11. The scripture comes from 1 John, chapter 3, verses 11 through 17. It says, you've probably heard many times that as Christians, quote, we should love one another. However, when we look around our church, we, see, we often see people disagreeing and breaking off relationships rather than exploring the depths of of God's love in us. John clearly spells out how we are to live each day. We shouldn't be surprised if the world hates us. That's to be expected. But brothers and sisters in Christ, our actions speak for themselves, proclaiming to the same world where whether we truly understand and accept God's love. And John reminds us in a crystal clear declaration, quote, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. This is in verse 14. Our response to others' needs, our willingness to share, shows compassion, even to lay down our lives for another, for another Christian. That's how we walk the talk. It says that in quotes. 
even when acting in God's love it seems it's even when acting in God's love seems unpopular we need to let his love support our relationships in the church even when we know we can't do it in our own strength even when we know we'd rather be never be able to quote like a particular brother or sister we can depend on God to love them through us in his name o eternal lord god let your love flow through me to others. I can't generate your love. And I can only convey it. Fill me to overflowing love today. Through Christ, my Lord. Amen. I'm reading my devotional and my Bible to the exclusive members uh, because it is becoming increasingly apparent that I'm a very faithful guy. I'm a spiritual person. And I feel like I'm not trying to, you know, convert you. I would hate if somebody tried to convert me. But I would like to share you the fruits of my faith and what I've been blessed with, the blessings that I've been bestowed. You know, before coming on to the air, I, uh, <laughs> as you guys know, we're doing promos, sales, and all these other things. Before coming on to the air, uh, a page reached out to me and contacted me to essentially post a model's picture. A little blue check mark person's picture, uh, and I said, "Wow, you know this person. She's very beautiful. She's very attractive. Uh, what does she do? <laughs> what does she do? Because you know some of the people that we've had on the show, they're either uh, health coaches, they provide cellular detoxification programs, DNA activation, a wide variety of things. And so, while you know the individual that you've." want us to post is very attractive what benefit does this beauty offer to the rest of the world nothing said her skill is being beautiful and while that is appreciative I'm, I'm sure there's more there what I'm trying to tell you is I'm, I'm grateful for the class of people that we surround ourselves with I'm grateful for the niche that we have found ourselves in I am grateful for where we have been positioned uh, not only with the news, the information, the platform, everything. It is trippy. Uh, could you imagine what our? What, could you imagine where we would be if we focused on entertainment, sports, and silly things like this? That's why it's imperative to be informed and aware, so that you can prepare. So I tell you too, the distinction between information and data is the same distinction between knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge and action. We're living in increasingly chaotic days ladies and gentlemen and all I can really continue to offer you or can continue to offer you is a little bit of knowledge so that it makes you a little bit wiser than you were yesterday the world will become increasingly more chaotic that is uh, an understatement but the only thing that will get you through it if you want my honest to God opinion uh, is the focus that I mentioned a few episodes back, but also having a deeper connection to God. A really, really deep relationship with the divine, with the eternal, and so much more. You know, there's so much stuff that happens in a single week behind the scenes and then in front of the scenes and so much more that it really, we all really kind of do just get desensitized with the information saturation. We get paralyzed by how much stuff is going on and I can't fault people but this is why I'm trying to tell you the only thing that you can learn 
to cope with all this increasing insanity is peace of mind. Is stealing your mind, focusing, staying vigilant. Talk all the time about doing drugs, all that crazy stuff. Sobriety, having a focused and sharp mind, a plan, and working it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this edition of Factions of Freedom. How do we, uh, you know, Julian Assange is basically being tortured to death while simultaneously being offered uh, Nobel Peace Prizes. I watched Donald Trump's response to the coronavirus, and I won't, I don't know what's more alarming, his inability to give us factual information about the virus or his ability to dance around these types of questions and pander off to other people. We've basically reported on this entire virus since February. People tell you, people saying, stop, stop. Oh, could you just not, you know, you're scared me. You're fear-mongering. Oh, could you not, please? You're, just, you're scaring me. This whole month, we've done nothing but report on this. And this whole month, we've faced nothing but flack. And that's okay. Because I'm telling you, this is a test to see where we go from here. It is going to become increasingly chaotic. I'm telling you, we're going to get past the coronavirus. I'm looking up, <laughs> you know, I, I talk about being addicted to fish oil and magnesium. That's vitamin D3 and magnesium. And these are actually things that are good for you to help fight the coronavirus. You know, you guys heard me talk about just, just the other week, uh, last week, how I shot myself in the foot. You know, I actually, what, <laughs> I said I was in the best condition I was in, and then I ended up getting sick, and I didn't fight the cold initially, and so it came back and snuck me, socked me up. Uh, and don't worry, I'm winning now. I put that cold in its place. Taking my vitamin C, my vitamin D3, my fish oil, my magnesium, my zinc, my iodine, putting it in its place. But you see... I think that's, that's, that's kind of more of a statement that I'll get into in the second segment as well. Uh, and, I'm, and, I, and I talked about this before coming onto the air. Trump's dereliction of duty in response to this, actual, to this actual virus will exacerbate the issue. That's what I'm saying. Me not attacking my cold initially gave me two weeks of hell. Extrapolate that to what's going on around the world. That's why those draconian measures that we saw in China that we reported on, the snatching of people, quarantining people, uh, kidnapping, all that stuff, that was their response to trying to lock down on it. It's not getting locked down on over here in America. It's being allowed to spread. And so when I come in this transmission, reading to you from my devotional, it's because we're going to be talking about increasingly crazy things, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to make sure that you are relatively prepared. Emotionally, mentally, working on financially, and so much more. Being in this position, uh, we're expected to have a lot more answers, be able to provide for more people, uh, and it's very, very interesting not being able to do that. It sucks on another level. We've been promoting uh, our new affiliate, My Patriot Supply, for the essentially in the entirety of the month. And very few people are taking advantage of the sales that they're having. And we'll go over that too in the second segment. I think people should just really realize that 
What we're talking about is signs of the times, and I'm not talking about the news outlet where we get some of our information. I'm literally talking to you gradually about biblical prophecy, revelations, and so much more. In the days stuff, dude. Um, and that's, that's, that's uh, I guess because we come from things in this weird Christian angle, we, under think, we understand things differently. We see things in a different light. And that's why it's forcing us to respond appropriately. Don't worry. The Lord God does not give us anything that we cannot handle. And yes, this virus is very real, but so are the responses and, 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 and our, uh, our resources. We can solve this thing, and we will. There are cases that are being recovered. It is, <laughs> it is something that you can bounce back from, but what's happened is people have become dependent upon a system that's designed to enslave them and rob them of their rights and of their humanity. And this is why they reach, this is why they reach towards the very same government that caused the problem to provide them with a solution. I'll say this and I'll start getting into the topics and stuff. Because there's, there's, there's evidence of that guy from Harvard selling uh, biological material to China there's also evidence of other people from other academic industry or other other schools and universities during Obama's tenure, like five years ago, selling the very same things. It's very sketchy any way you slice and dice it. And so while we can sit up over here and try to break down what's going on with the coronavirus, I think these days we need to start looking at the implications of them. The same way we asked you guys just last week, what if the coronavirus is just a cover for all the crazy hardcore government stuff they're trying to implement? Because Agenda 21 is right around the corner. What if, what if this is just a cover for that? I'm telling you, the world's getting crazy. What are you going to do about it? Doing the best I can to provide you guys with the information necessary. You have to take it from there. But with that being said, let's start the show. So, as I said before, Julian Assange is in jail while simultaneously being <laughs> nominated for the, for the Nobel Peace Prize. You see what I mean by the slap in the face that these people do? The disrespect that's supposed to be tolerated here. Let's get into this article right here. It comes from the Free Thought Project. They put this up February 24th. It says, Press Freedom Group Defends Assange. Calls prosecution a deadly, a dangerous precedent. It says an extradition hearing... As extradition hearings begin for Julian Assange, press freedom advocates are slamming his pending espionage charges in the U.S. It says, quote, using the draconian wartime powers of the Espionage Act against Julian Assange undermines journalists' rights and sets dangerous precedents that cast journalists and publishers as criminals. Press freedom advocates slammed the U.S. over its pending espionage charges against WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange Monday as the first phase of Assange's, of Assange's extradition trials began in London. Groups, including Reporters Without Borders and the Committee to Protect Journalists, joined Assange, joined supporters of, of Assange, get, joined supporters of Assange, gathered at demonstrations around the world in demanding the UK not allow the, U the WikiLeaks founder extradition to the US where he faces espionage charges for publishing thousands of classified materials regarding US activities including evidence of war crimes in Afghanistan, Iraq and elsewhere. On social media the hashtag don't extradite Assange hashtag uh, was being used worldwide by those opposed to the treatment of the now famous journalist and publisher. 
The trial, supporters said, is not about Julian Assange's individual fate, but concerns the future of press freedom all over the world. Quote, the extradition of Julian Assange to the United States to stand trial for his groundbreaking work with WikiLeaks would deal a body blow to the First Amendment right and freedom of the f- and press freedom. The UK should deny this request, said CPJ Deputy Executive Director Robert Mahoney, using the draconian wartime powers of the Espionage Act against Assange undermines journalists' rights and sets a dangerous precedent that casts journalists and publishers as criminals. The first phase of the trial is set to last a week and is aimed at determining whether U.S. efforts to extradite Assange are politically motivated, which would make it illegal under a 2003 treaty between the two countries. If extradited, Assange could face a prison sentence of up to 175 years for working with former U.S. Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning, who leaked documents to WikiLeaks and who has held for nearly a year, and who has been held for nearly a year in prison in Virginia for refusing to cooperate with the grand jury subpoena. So you get that dangerous precedent? Did you get that right there? They're trying to lock journalists up detain them indefinitely, and basically kill them. Lock them up in prison. This is a dangerous precedent. The same way they put Roger Snowden in jail. Edward Snowden can't even come back. Julian Assange locked up. Chelsea Manning in prison. And I, I remember towards the start of 2018, there was an article at the end of 2017, or at the start of 2018, it was an article that talked about how many journalists were killed. This is a real epidemic. I remember reporting on just last year, too, how many environmentalists were being killed every single week. Why are we talking about this? What dangerous precedent is being set? Shut up is what's being set. Stop talking about the system is what's being set. The whole uh, whistleblower concept is being muddied underneath the Trump president or underneath the Trump administration. The idea behind people such as Julian Assange being, uh, being a whistleblower, exposing government corruption, exposing war crimes, is so that we have a more just and moral society. A world that actually values and prizes truth, that doesn't want corruption. But you see, that's the crazy part, because now that very same, in, that, that, that very same corrupt system that he's exposing, that, that people liked about him, is now being weaponized against him, and he's being left left alone. That's the de- dangerous precedent. You can't come out against the system, rally enough people to do the very same thing, and then have the system chastise you without having people within the system to fix it. Put it to you another way. When I tell you that I got started with this back in like, uh, started paying attention heavily, 2012, 2013, with Obama signing the NDAA Act, with the indefinite detention of journalists, this is what it means. These are, these are trumped up charges to try to lock this man away. The only thing is, is he hasn't been Epstein, and that's what's even more dangerous about it. Some people are expecting it. But speaking of being Epstein, I didn't get around to posting it. We're going to do a quick topic switch. Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein was found guilty of sex crimes. He was actually transferred to a special cell so that he didn't get Epstein. <laughs> yeah, right after his trial, he started having like heart problems, you know, because they finally took back that prop of a walker he had. They took it back to Hollywood. Yeah, he started having heart palpitations and issues saying, oh, I don't know if I can go to jail. Yeah, you're going to go to jail. Don't worry. We put this up February 24th. It's 
Judge Report feed says Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty of rape in the third degree and criminal sexual acts in the first degree, bringing his seven-week New York trial to conviction in the central criminal case of the Me Too movement. The conviction in the cases of Miriam Harley and Jessica Mann could see Weinstein spend the rest of his life in prison. The charges carry a, minim, a maximum sentence of up to 25 years. He also faces a sexual misconduct trial in Los Angeles involving two women, one of whom, uh, Lauren Marie Young, testified in New York to bolster the Haley and Mann cases. The jury found him not guilty of sexual predatory assault. Weinstein's New York trial covered five criminal counts, including two of predatory sexual assaults, one involving Haley and actress Annabelle Ciora, the other involving Ciora and Mann. The jury had to anonymously or unanimously agree on each count that Weinstein assaulted two women, with each count carrying a possible prison sentence of up to 10 years to life. In addition to the predatory counts, Weinstein was charged with one count of criminal sexual assault against Haley and two counts of rape, one in the first degree, one in the third, both involving man. Those first degree crimes carry possible prison sentences of up to 5 to 25 years, the third degree crime up to four years in prison. Haley, now 42, was a Project One Way production assistant in 2006 when she says Weinstein forcibly performed oral sex on her in his Soho apartment on a July night in 2006. That allegation resulted in a charge of criminal sexual assault in the first degree. Haley's account of having sex with Weinstein later that month at the Tribeca Grand Hotel under duress, but not physically forced, did not produce criminal charges. Mann, 34, a former actress, model, and hairstylist, claimed that Weinstein raped her on March 18, 2013, at the Doubletree Hotel in Midtown Manhattan. So while you have, uh, while you have Julian Assange essentially still locked up for exposing world crimes, corruption worldwide, Harvey Weinstein's finally getting the justice owed to him for his most recent transgressions, for his most recent crimes. You see, the dangerous precedent right there, if you want my thought process, is I think this guy's going to beat it. Some people say he's only going to get like five to ten years. Three to five years, if that, he's going to get off. I hope not. I hope it sends those shockwaves. But see, the dangerous precedent is that we have to have these discussions in the first place about the couching scene for Hollywood in the first place, the dangerous precedent is that they have these, these powerful people are getting away. Another crazy thing that we'll get into towards the end of this segment is CEOs of major companies all resigning. I can't help but think when they're locking up all of these uh, influential people in these jails, the same way they say arrests are coming for all of these deep state traders, I can't help but think that as they put away the old guard... They're going to release another bioweapon. Harvey Weinstein's in jail. Epstein's in jail, air quotes. He didn't kill himself. Uh, you know, lock Hillary up. Comey, all these other people, these deep state traitors, just think about it. That's the COG. That's the continuity of government. I'm just, I'm just wargaming. I'm just talking out loud. Just, just something to think about. But while Harvey Weinstein's creeping into jail and Julian Assange is effectively rotting in jail. Check this out. California County plans to create a special task force to confiscate guns from banned gun owners. So you might end up in jail, Cali. 
I know a decent part of our listenership actually is located in California. I'm trying to make sure you guys don't end up in jail. Let me read this article and then I'll play the video for you. It says, it, it comes from Sarah Taylor of The Blaze. They put this up February 26th. It says Santa Clara County in California has announced a plan to implement a brand new task force, task force to confiscate guns from citizens who are not permitted to have them. This is, again, on the heels of the passing of the red flag gun laws, the Virginia House or the Virginia uh, uh, gun confiscation bill, how that went to the House, it fell through. They're trying to come after your guns. They're trying to criminalize the very idea of you protecting yourself as if that's a bad thing. They don't want you to have guns. They want to have the guns. But here, let's take a listen. Right now on KPIX 5 and stream on CBSN Bay Area, the push to get guns out of their own hands. A new team has been formed to remove those weapons from certain people who pose a threat to violence. Good evening, I'm Alan Martin. And I'm Veronica Dela Cruz. KPIX 5's Devin Feely is in Santa Clara County with this story. When someone with a felony record or a history of domestic violence shoots and kills someone with a gun, we often ask ourselves in the aftermath of that tragedy, why wasn't more done to prevent it? Why didn't someone get those guns out of that person's hands? The Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office now believes they have a more effective way to go about that. When you disarm someone who is dangerous, you're potentially saving a life. When Timoteo Morales shot and killed his ex-girlfriend and the mother of his son in the parking lot of his San Jose Denny's two years ago, it was the tragic culmination of a years-long pattern of physical abuse, threats, and intimidation, and the collective failure to protect the woman at whom those threats were aimed, Syria Sanchez Diaz. Often these cases fall through the cracks. And that is a risk that we're not willing to take here in Santa Clara County. The Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office is forming a dedicated five-person unit focused on taking guns out of the hands of convicted felons, people charged with domestic violence, and people with restraining orders. The seizures will ultimately be handled by special teams within the police department. We can't just knock on the door and ask nicely for a gun back. It often requires the SWAT team, special operations. Because the seizure of guns, especially in the context of an abusive or unraveling relationship, are some of the most dangerous situations officers can find themselves in, the DA's office says their actions will be targeted and prioritized to go after the most dangerous offenders. So we are very careful. We are very methodical. Safety is our number one concern for everybody involved. Um, it's not anything that we'll ever rush into. After he shot Syria, Timoteo turned the gun on himself, the couple's young son orphaned by the same awful act. A preventable tragedy the DA's office hopes to spare some future family from. The Board of Supervisors will vote on whether or not to fund those positions on that team permanently. In San Jose, Devin Feely, KPIX 5. Thank you, Devin. And now I'm going to sound like a jerk because, oh, uh, clearly I want people to be able to protect themselves. No, I don't want victims of domestic violence to be, you know, over-victimized and then shot dead. Clearly, I'm not, that, that's not what I'm trying to iterate. What I'm trying to say is this is the gradual push of what Beth O'Rourke said where, where we're coming for your guns. This is in total alignment with the still red flag gun laws, taking guns from people that uh, uh, that pose to specific threats, right? This is exactly what they're wanting. They're just putting the image out there, hey, we're trying to protect people from domestic violence. But you see how you, you, with, with it starts with one person, okay? Let this one person get their guns taken. Well, then they push the Overton window from there. 
oh, EJ, we don't like what you're saying about uh, Bill Gates. We think you might just get like a 50 cal and just do, you know, do us all a favor. Like that, like that guy in prison the other day who killed that serial child rapist because he caught him watching PBS Kids. Yeah, just do us all a favor. But, but, but you get what I'm trying to say. It's the beginning and the incremental uh, implementation of gun, of, of gun confiscation, of gun control. So while they're gradually rolling out all these different programs, these other different agendas and so much more, they're coming for your guns. They're coming for a way for you to defend yourself. I think when we just start talking about medical martial law and so much more, I just get this image of just like dudes in white suits and respirators coming to get you and you not being able to defend yourself or being able to protest because, well, they took your guns away. You were a threat. They saw you over there stockpiling food, ammo, water, uh, vegetables, seeds, and so much more. They said, wow, this guy knows something. Let's take his only means for defense. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of crazy like that. My mind goes in certain places. But speaking of places, where did the CEO of Disney, MasterCard, and Salesforce, where did they go? Because they all resigned within 24 hours of each other. My bad. Major CEOs who stepped down in the past month, Disney, MasterCard, L Brands, Uber Eats, Hulu, MGM, IBM, and LinkedIn. These are all companies that had their CEOs step down. They're not going to have their guns taken. Heck, they have security for that. What is going on? So when we're talking about dangerous precedents, the idea of people being able to have their guns taken because they're seen as a threat from some ambiguous board, some shadowy group, we don't know. We're already seeing the social credit score being implemented on Twitter. We didn't get around to talking about that this week because of all the stuff that's going on with the coronavirus. But where could these CEOs have gone? Where are they going? You know where they're going. They're going to their deep underground military bases. They're going to those certain areas of Virginia that, of Virginia that don't have uh, ELF towers and Gwyn towers and cell phone towers. That's not going to have 5G. They're going to places like New Zealand. They're going to places where we're not. Let me get into this article. We put this up February 27th. It's from Sean. It's from uh, your Newswire. It's by Sean Andeslabi. It says the chief executives at three of the world's largest companies all announced their resignations in just one day. The bosses at Walt Disney Co., MasterCard, and Salesforce, which all sit at the top of Fortune 500, are resigning, leaving many to speculate about the strange timing of their departures. Robert Iger, who was who has led Walt Disney Company since 2005, will retain the role of executive chairman until 2021, but will be will will be replaced as CEO by Bob Chepik. Quote: With the successful launch of Disney's direct-to-customer business and the integration of 21st Century Fox well underway, I believe this is the optimal time to transition to a new CEO. Mr. Iger said in a statement. Quote, I have the utmost confidence in Bob and look forward to cl working closely with him over the next 22 months as he assumes the new role and delves deeper into Disney's multifaceted global businesses and operations while I continue to focus on the company's creative endeavors. Newswars.com reports that MasterCard's A.J. Bango will also transition from CEO to executive chairman effective January 1st, 2021, the company announced it. Uh, Bengal will be replaced by Chief, Exec G Chief Product Officer Michael Maybach, 
Quote, MasterCard's announcement came a day after the credit company warned that the corona outbra- coronavirus outbreak could hit its 2020 revenue. The stock traded 1.6% lower in the pre-market, CNBC reported on Tuesday. Keith Block, who served as a co-CEO of the top customer relationship management firm, Salesforce, stepped down on Tuesday. Block will remain as advisor to the CEO, the company explained in a statement. So what the frick-frack is going on? Because earlier this week, too, the stock market went down like a thousand points. What is going on? This is that black swan event that I was trying to break down to you guys last week. Do you see the gradual, like, you see the gradual red flags, red flags, red flags. Like, you see, <laughs> you see the things that are going on. Even myself, I'm having the nervous laughter because I'm not really sure what to say about these things. For people that are conspiratorial minded like ourselves, like I told you, these CEOs got the tip. They got the memo. It's time to go. Same way Cody, Kobe got the memo. It's time to go. Uh-uh. It's time to go. Something happened when we hit 2020. That's why I'm like, watch out for more celebrity die-offs, air quotes, because they'll stage their deaths so they can begin to just start repositioning where things are. It really is a crazy, crazy world that we're entering into. That's why I say dangerous precedent. Another dangerous precedent, too, that people really should think about before we go to break. This is something that I just really don't think people are getting. When I've been telling you that incrementally, the window from, from the window from being able to order your food at My Patriot Supply, how it's gone from 7 to 10 business days, 10 to 14 business days, to uh, three weeks now, to now five weeks. <laughs> when I tell you that there are uh, Walmarts around these military bases who are going out of food, when I'm telling you guys that it's getting crazy, that the military bases know stuff, that people in the, the, the banks know stuff, <laughs> it's crazy. Right here, Costco sells out of emergency food kits online amidst the coronavirus outbreak. They put this up today, February 27th. It's from Activist Post. I wanted to get this up before we got on the air with you people. It says Costco Wholesale, which is Ameri- one of America's biggest suppliers of long-term storable food, sold out of all their, quote, emergency food kits on their website after the CDC warned that Americans should be prepared in case the coronavirus becomes a pandemic. Visitors to the emergency food kits and supplies section of their website are currently greeted with a message saying, quote, we're sorry, no products were found. When I visited their site on Tuesday, only two products were listed, one of which was a large bin of macaroni and cheese. The site gave an error when I tried to open the page and said it was sold out. On Wednesday, the page was down altogether. A Twitter user shared a screenshot of their page on Monday highlighting how they sold out of their $4,999 pallets. I visited a local Costco warehouse to stock up on Wednesday morning and didn't see any emergency food kits, though there was plenty of 12 to 25 pounds bags of rice. Yeah, because people don't want that stuff coming from China. Only one rice variety out of five or so was low on stock. The shelves were mostly full. I only saw one older Asian woman wearing a face mask. They're sold out everywhere now. The Mormon Church, which asks all their followers to have an emergency food supply that will last their family 90s days, has a handy guide on their website for the best foods to buy or avoid with a focus on long-term storage. The Organic Prepper also has a useful guide. The Spanish flu, which is believed to have been a bird flu as opposed to a possible bat coronavirus, lasted two years. 
it's probably a wise decision to at least stock up on the basics you normally eat to get ahead of the crowd. In America, for the time being, the biggest threats to our supply ch- the biggest threat is that of the one to our supply chain. So we're going to take a break. I wanted to set that up to let you guys think about that as we go to break. Because when we come back, we're going to jump into the coronavirus. This stuff is nuts. I'm going to play a few videos, uh, news blitz, slides, stuff like this. To really paint the picture of you need to get prepared. There are people, I understand there are people saying, hey, this is connected to 5G. You're missing the point. I don't care. Whether it's 5G or a virus, are we prepared? We're not. And this is what's crazy. I don't want to get up over here and do what the rest of the media is doing and frighten you and worry you. But I do want to make sure that you guys are prepared, that you are aware of these things. You know, there's, no, there's, there's really no other way for me to kind of say these things because I guess because I've been saying it for so long now, it's just, it's, it's nuts. I don't know. What, 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 what am I trying to say? There's a dangerous precedent being set right now with the supply chain of food, with the dependency upon the government, with the ignorance of the masses, uh, how we've just totally been like removed from nature. We don't really know how to, <laughs> we don't really know how to, we don't really know how to do a lot of things. And I guess I just started thinking of how dependent society is, how weak some people are, you know, skinny genes as a whole, how that's like a culture and how weak our metabolism or how weak people's immune systems are, how unhealthy we've become, how drug ridden we are. You know, and I just think about these things and this this recipe that they've put us in, um, the paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. You know, there's there's just so many different things to where I'm like, good lord, what what are we being set up for? And I don't know if that's even the right question to be asking. That's why I started this transmission off saying, get closer to God, try to get closer to God, understand yourself better. Learn emotional control, learn self-discipline, learn self-accountability, self-ownership, self-sustained, uh, being, being self-sustained, really, really get back to the basics. Um, because I really do think that for a number of reasons, we're hitting like a socioeconomic reset. I talk about the socioeconomic reformation, but I believe that we are, we are being positioned uh, for a wide variety of things. And that's why I have titled this segment, The Dangerous Precedent. Uh, but what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about quarantining chaos. Crematoriums burning bodies for 24 hours straight. <laughs> uh, you know, panic in Italy as the store shelves go empty there. Right? San Francisco declaring a coronavirus state of emergency because of the virus that's going on. The U.S. hitting 53 cases this week. Last week we were at 15. The week before that we were at 3. It's growing. We're going to be talking about quarantine and chaos, the coronavirus, and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this.
We're back. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being a part of my history. Thank you for being a part of time. You know, before we get into, again, increasingly crazy information, I want to say I'm, I'm very grateful uh, that we're all going through this together. You know, um, I, when I told you guys at the start of this year that something was telling me to prepare, 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 when I had my little global temper tantrum at the start of the year saying, look, I don't want to sit up over here and slave myself to death doing this work for people who don't care. I mean that. When I'm telling you I'm figuring out how to organize our audience, that's a real thing. I'm very grateful for everything you guys have allowed me to do and are allowing me to do. I, I really am. I wish I could show my affection and my appreciation more. My commitment to this work, that's the only thing I can show you. And just like my, <laughs> and I guess my human nature. You know, I'm very grateful to be going through this all together with you, ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals, uh, because we will get through this. But I think it's imperative that we do a self-audit, that we really do look at what's going on in our lives, what's going on in the world, what's going on inside of us, truly. And I think it's easy for us to get caught up in the news caught up in uh, trying to figure out what's happening, being informed. It's very, it's very easy for us for that to happen. It's harder for us to find that quiet place of the most high. It's very hard for us to slow our happy selves down and really say, what am I supposed to be learning here? Total tie tangent, and I should just get into the, to the, to the, to the, to the episode. Uh, with our exclusive members, we did a show the other week, and I had this crazy revelation that uh, Elon Musk's brain and machine interface, his neural link, how it will emit a low-level EMF field uh, that inhibits our pineal gland because that is the quiet place of the most high where you receive your information. If you guys want to get access to those type of revelations, you need to join the exclusive membership program. I'm figuring out a way to effectively compartmentalize certain parts of what we're doing so it can optimize other aspects of it. And when you do this, when you join the Patreon exclusive membership program, that helps. When you guys get Storebook Foods, that helps. When you help us with the She Legit, that helps. When you help us with the CBD, that helps. You're helping me figure out what I can do for you. That's why I'm telling you, this is a synergistic relationship. And when I get up over there and I have my global temper tantrum saying, I don't want to do this, it's because I'm looking at the news. I'm tapped into something different. Our news projection and analysis, it's sometimes a week, two times, two weeks ahead. I'm thinking that far. I don't want to sit up over here and lose my mind while people don't get the severity of what's actually happening. Here, you know what? Here's a better way for me just to explain this. We're going to go over here to mypatriotsupply.com. And I'll put the link in the description bar below too so you guys can check it out. What we're going to do, right, is click on their little notification right here where it says, check this out. We're experiencing a shipping delay. Click here for details. It says, uh... If it would load, it says alert. National demand for storable goods has hit has reached a hundred times, right here. And I'm just going to read to you guys. You know what? Before I get to the hundred, the hundred uh, times, let me just read the right here. February 21st at 5:04 p.m. 
They said, My Patriot Supply continues to experience 10 to 12 times the normal demand for our preparedness products. This continues a shipping delay for approximately 70% of our customers. We are, we are shipping thousands of orders a day. For orders being delayed, it's taking 7 to 10 business days to ship. Our teams across multiple warehouses nationwide are working extra shifts, extended hours, and weekends to produce, pack, and ship as much of our shelf-stable food products as quickly as possible. In a handful of cases, orders may take up to 14 days before shipping. Great. That's literally like last week. 7 to 10 business days. 10, 10 to 12 normal. Okay. What about like, uh, let's just say like the week before that, right? Um, they were saying that, hey, high, unusually high numbers on the, on, on the, on the 12th, February 12th. Uh, unusually high numbers of orders. Says 10 to 14 business days. At the time, whenever they started putting out all this stuff, you could get your food, your product from them two days after, two-day guarantee. That's what they promised you. Two days. If you ordered it, you'd get it in two days. Let's look at their most recent update real quick. This is this morning, 8.52 a.m., February 27th. It says demands for our storable food products remains near 100 times the normal volume. These are unprecedented times. Shipping will be delayed on many orders, potentially six weeks or more in rare cases. Complete checkout to reserve your place in line. Now, a hundred times, a hundred times, not 10 to 12, a hundred times, not seven to 10 business days, six weeks. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys, go ahead, get your order now. I'm going to put the link in the description bar below because you should go ahead and get your order in. Even if it doesn't come to you right off the bat, it's good knowing that that's going to come to you, that you're queued up. It's, and it's, it's made in America, grown in America, and it's sanitized too. It's not flown. It's, 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 going to be, it's, it's, it's basically coronavirus quarantine free, safe. You see what I'm saying? So I'm really trying to paint a picture for you guys here about uh, the severity of what's going on. And so when I talk about the anecdotal evidence that I have that this is an actual crisis, I'm not looking at the comments of people saying cute trollish things to try to get my attention. I'm looking at businesses. I'm looking at banks. I'm looking at institutions. I'm looking at government. I'm looking at military. I'm looking at who's doing what and saying, what the frick frack is that? You want some more anecdotal evidence, and then we'll start getting into all this other crazy stuff that's going on? Check this out. Uh, when did I put this up? Like last week? Towards the end of the towards the end of the week? Yeah, right here. Rockefeller plan details government takeover through pandemic martial law. February 21st by IntelliHub. Right here. Look at it. Scenarios for the future of technology and international development. Wow. Says a Rockefeller Foundation and Global Business Network white paper published in May of 2010 reveals a planned scenario in which governments around the world would be able to more easily take over society and institute a total and complete Orwellian police state by locking down the remaining few humans that survive a contrived pandemic outbreak. So why would they be talking about that type of stuff in 2010? I'm trying to graduate high school, people over here talk about controlling the world using contrived pandemics. Who thinks of these things other than people who have planned this out for quite some time? But hey, since we're talking about t traveling back in the time, I want to go back two weeks, just just two weeks 
to begin still painting the picture of this epidemic. Okay? Just just two weeks. I'm going to go back two weeks, and I'm going to find a video for you guys of uh, crematoriums burning bodies 24-7. Then I'm not talking about China's mobile incinerators, the 40 that they deployed last week. No, 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 no. I'll get there shortly. I want to talk about the two weeks ago Wuhan funeral home that's been on call for 24 hours burning bodies. Let's play a video. Funeral home staff inside Wuhan are facing an extreme workload and a shortage of body bags. This is conditions continue to worsen in the city. And today, Xiaohua Gu has the story. Not a single day off after January 28th, unable to go home for multiple days in a row, waiting to collect and cremate bodies at any time, day or night. This is what life is like for funeral home staff inside Wuhan, the coronavirus outbreak center in China. One worker's voice has been distorted to protect his identity. We're on call 24 hours a day. Staff members will briefly take a nap after coming back and go out again if there are any phone calls, because bodies cannot be left inside hospitals for long. Videos claiming to come from funeral homes in Hubei province, where Wuhan is located, are circulating on social media. The one Yin works for used to cremate 30 bodies per day, but now they need 100 body bags on a daily basis. Funeral home staff and... 30 bodies a day. This was just two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, on my birthday, January 29th, you guys can send me presents next year. Uh, on my birthday, I was looking up storable goods. Like, yay, I turned 28. I wonder if I can survive, like, <laughs> until 29. <laughs> this is all, again, nervous laughter because of the insanity that's going on. But uh, continuing on, that was, that was two weeks ago, 24 hours a day, burning bodies. Just go ahead, choke them in there. You know, I wonder how many bodies that is. It's probably like one and a half or 1.2, like, every hour. That's insane to me. Uh, and that was two weeks ago. Last week, what do we hear about right here? China deploying 40 incinerators in Wuhan amid fears of a coronavirus death toll cover-up. It's like, what? No. They're not covering up all those deaths. There couldn't be this many deaths to where they would need 40 mobile incinerators. They have their crematoriums working overdrive. Why would they need 40 incinerators, EJ? Because it's an outbreak. It's an epidemic. The numbers that are coming out of China cannot be trusted. Here, let's look at some of the numbers real quick because that will uh, catch you up, talk to you about the week before last, last week, and now this week. Right here, 82,000 confirmed cases, 2,810 deaths with over 33,000 recovered. That's right. The majority of the cases are coming from mainland China. Ironically enough, there's been some strange outbreaks in South Korea. They're doing tests there as well. I think China has tested over, like, what, 200,000? South Korea tested, like, 28,000. And America's tested, like, a total of 400. And then when you look at how many cases we have, it's jumped from 57 to 60. And so this is a – and I'm sure those numbers are, are, are bigger than, than they claim – I'll put this link in the description bar below as well if you guys want to get access to it. It's the coronavirus live view tracker. It breaks down uh, what's actually going on with it. But let's think about this, really. Let's really think about what we're, what we're seeing right now. Insanity, 
chaos, craziness. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, but what we are seeing is just that, the quarantine of chaos. Now, I'm going to play this quick video for you guys and read the caption. The article headline says it all. It's from Now the End Begins by Jeffrey Grider. They put this up February 25th. It says, Chinese coronavirus came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Was the leak an accident or was it done on purpose to stop the Hong Kong protests? It says, at an emergency meeting in Beijing held last Friday, Chinese leader Xi Jinping spoke about the need to contain the coronavirus and set up a system to prevent similar epidemics in the future. As the coronavirus came from China, it continues to infect and kill the Chinese people. It also begins doing damage in Algeria, Italy, Bahrain, Thailand, Spain, Austria, Croatia, Japan, Turkey, and the Canary Islands. Today, scientists warned that it, would be, that it could be coming to the United States as well. It is. We'll get into that later. Uh, the death toll in China now stands at 2,663 souls and, raising, and rising hourly with, with 77,000 confirmed cases. We gave you the more updated versions before this. They put this up uh, just yesterday. It says, these are scary numbers, but the Wuhan coronavirus is not, an not a pandemic yet. The flu is still killing more people, but the virus was released intentionally from a lab. Wouldn't you like to know that? I think you would. I sure would. Now, evidence is sure starting to turn in that direction. I just want to say this before I continue on reading the article. I think people understand that the virus itself is man-made. That's what's even more scary. It's mutating. It resembles HIV. It's gaining different functions. We're, we're at the second or third generating version of this. So, yes, that's what I'm saying. Within the, within the start of February... Knowing that it comes from the the Perbright Institute, the Bill and Melinda Gates have like a, a, a patent of it, you know, that they carried out uh, an operation back in October of 2019. Uh, some people are saying they started seeing some of the sicknesses show up in November of 2019. We're just now playing catch up to this. So, yes, it mutates, but now we're seeing the implications of this. You see, let me get back into this article. It says, quote, for I will, at this time, send all my plagues upon thine heart, and upon thine servants, and upon thine people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand, that I may spite there and thy people with pestilence, and thou shalt be cut off from the earth. Exodus chapter 9, verse 15, 14 and 15. It says, For all the tinfoil hat conspiracy theories floating around right now, there's a thread of truth running through them. The coronavirus originated as SARS-CoV-2 research and was being carried out at the Wuhan Institute of, China, of Virology in China, meaning the coronavirus was made in a lab. And we're not questioning that. But the question that arises, and it is a very good one, is did the Chinese government release it on, release it on purpose as a means of population control, or was it an accident? Whatever the case... It sure ended the protests for freedom that had been going on in Hong Kong pretty quickly. See, you'd forgotten about all that, didn't you? Well played, China. Well played. It seems like China has unleashed this plague on its own people. We actually covered that, too. Uh, just la we, we, we didn't cover it, but we, we kind of came at it from a, an angle about that, about how even Xi Jinping said that this virus would be good for the economy. 
would, these chi would, would the Chinese release a virus on its own people to halt its market? Is, is, if this is a hoax, would China release this to halt its markets? They released it literally, they started Chinese New Year's five days beforehand, but before their normal time frame. And then this virus happened and they shut the whole thing down. Locked down, those 11 million people. People being marched into their homes with guns. And then after a couple weeks, or basically just a week or two, all of the numbers beginning to slide, these people got marched out of their houses to go back to work because there's an article that came out earlier this week uh, from the activist post it said China will uh, Chinese businesses will run 85% of Chinese businesses will run out of cash in three months like this is nuts everything surrounding this virus is nuts and again, as, as if people didn't already know this, I don't think I'm going to read the article. I just want to get this on record. But right here, it comes from Zero Hedge. Leaked documents reveal that the COVID-19 infections are up to 52 times higher than the official figures in China's Shandong province. 52 times. I just want to, I'm, I'm just going to do some quick math real quick. I'm not the best. I think you all know. Uh, but let's just go to mainland China. Let me just say, oh, I don't know. Let's just say 23,000 people. Or shucks, we'll just say, just for simplicity's sake, we'll say 2,000 people are uh, infected in Shandong. They say it's 53 times higher. Okay, so that means that there's actually 106 people 106,000 people infected, not 2,000. So when I tell you that these numbers are being cooked, purposely incubated, pun intended, is to exacerbate the situation. It's to make it much, much worse because we truly are in the beginning stages of it. And if you guys want to look at this, uh, unfortunately, I can't read Chinese, but here are the numbers. I tried to get it translated, but it was unavailable for me. Um, they put this up February 26th at 5 a.m. That's all I can really read. But uh, it, it, it truly is crazy. The information coming out of China cannot be trusted. I, you're going to hear me say that too many times because it is the truth. I just want to say this and I'll start getting into more of the domestic issues regarding the coronavirus. I think I just need to get this on, on record since we're talking about it all. Uh, this is another article from Activist Post. It says seven new world agendas, new world order agendas accompanying the coronavirus outbreak. One, centralized control of information, i.e. censorship and narrative control. Two, the cashless agenda. As I said before, 85% of China's, China's businesses will run out of cash in three months. They need to convert all of that cash within three months to the cashless system. That way they can monitor your transactions and so much more. We'll speak about that later. Three, Martial law quarantines. We're going to be getting into that as well. The Pentagon already converted 11 different uh, military bases into quarantine facilities. I've talked to you about uh, apparently friends I have that have gone through that process and are now loose. So it's very, very crazy. Continuing on. Mandatory vaccination. We're seeing that take place uh, in, in, in Australia. That's another thing that popped up right before I came onto the air. Uh, it, it, it's crazy. Right here. Bill Gates' ID 2020 digital identification, and microchipping. We saw this take place in uh, Hong, or China 
where they put those electronic trackers on the people who had who, who, who showed symptoms on the coronavirus. It created a digital technocratic caste system where you were either red, orange, or uh, green. Green meaning you're in the good, red meaning you need to be quarantined, orange meaning you need to be watched. Digital identification, continuing on. Six, Agenda 2030. Wuhan was slated to become one of China's smart cities, and that plays a huge part in an article I'll get into later on. There's evidence, as we've been hearing, underneath the tones of all of this, that in Wuhan, China, back in October is whenever they launched their 5G uh, system. Some people are saying that this is the initial burst of 5G being activated in Wuhan, in China. Some people are saying that this is, this is Wi-Fi sickness, this is electrosmog, the nausea, the vomiting, and so much more. Instant death. Uh, we'll get into that later on. And then seven, right here, is the coronavirus epidemic a race-based bioweapon? I'll put that link in the description bar below so you guys can check it out because it's really, really powerful, to say the least. Uh, but this is why we need to get our hands around this because if it does have all these other implications, you're going to see them and all these other agendas gradually working, working their way through the system. Basically, don't get caught slipping. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to sound like everybody else, but stay woke. <laughs> but here, uh, let's let's get back into the news so we can keep on breaking this down. Uh, I just told you guys that in Shandong province in China, the numbers are 52 times higher than what's being reported. And throughout the entirety of this ordeal, China has done nothing but hide the numbers. And now we're having the very same thing happen here in America. This comes from End Times Headlines. It says Oregon and Florida health officials won't reveal how many are being monitored for the coronavirus. Let's take a listen. No confirmed cases of the virus in Oregon, but we did wonder how many people are being monitored for coronavirus. And when KGW's Pat Doris asked, he found a surprising answer. Pat? Hey, Laurel, it was basically, that's none of your business. It was the same answer that Lars Larson got when he put the question to the Oregon Health Authority before we did. And it still makes no sense. The Oregon Health Authority spokesman told me there's a lot of stigma connected to the virus right now, and keeping the number of people monitored secret is to, quote, protect their privacy and the integrity of the outbreak investigation. He also cited an Oregon state law, ORS 433.008, which reads that any information obtained by OHA or a public health authority in the course of an investigation of a reportable disease or disease outbreak is confidential which is why we are not asking for names or addresses. But the entire number of people being monitored, how can that be confidential? And by the way, the state of Washington... No confirmed cases of the virus in Oregon. you're not allowed to know that. That's need to know. If people started talking about this in a real fashion, it would cause a pandemic. We don't want to tell you how many people we're watching. Just trust the official figures. I was going to read to you guys an article about how uh, you know the CDC is outlining pandemic planning and how countries are limiting travel and how the U.S. has confirmed it's 53 cases, but I think you're getting it. It's gradually getting to a point to where we're going to have to have some kind of control, some kind of response to this. You see. But because we're not seeing it, I think that's what's, that's what's worrying people even more if you want the truth. Um... That's what's worrying people is that we're not seeing like a legitimate and authentic response to this. I watched Trump's uh, press conference 
regarding the coronavirus. And as I said before, I don't know what's worse, him not being able to directly reassure the public or his ability to kind of pacify the people and their worries. You know, I, I get it. He doesn't want to. I get it. You know, he's over there in India, hanging out with Prime Minister Narendra Modi, taking pictures, hanging out in stadiums full of people, you know, doing his thing. He even messaged while he was in India saying, hey, don't worry, we've got this under control. He came back here, held the press conference. I get it. He wants to give off the image of we got this under control. But does he? Does he? Which leads me to my next article. You know, if the CDC believes that the U.S. coronavirus outbreak is imminent, why has it only tested 400 people? Why? In this next video I'm going to play for you guys, it comes from CNN. I'm not, I'm not trying to hear that fake news crap right now. I'm trying to figure out what the frick frack is going on. Let's listen. Uh, you know, obviously be a significant investment. On the same day, the CDC confirmed the 15th U.S. coronavirus case all inside the agency's emergency operations center with Director Dr. Robert Redfield. How good is the public health infrastructure at reporting in? To give you an idea of how rapidly the situation is changing. Well, the way the numbers changed, I can tell you. It's actually 15 there. It's a lot to keep up with. What is the worst case scenario here in the United States? So far we've been able to contain it, but I think uh, this virus is probably with us beyond this season or beyond this year, and I think eventually the virus will find a foothold and we will get community-based transmission, and uh, you can start to think of it in a sense like uh, seasonal flu. Uh, the only difference is we don't understand this virus. Which is exactly why the CDC wants to be on the ground in China. It's probably Redfield's biggest frustration. Uh, right now, there's no evidence. Uh, you know, obviously yeah. And while this reporter guy is trying to be cute, the number is actually changed. It's no longer 15 confirmed cases. We're now at 60. That's what I'm saying. Things are increasing at an exponential rate. We put this up two days ago, and we're already at 60 cases. Let me get in this article. They put this up February 24th. Some zero hedge. It says, as the CDC and the State Department continue to, their blame game over who was responsible for breaking quarantine during the evacuation of more than 300 American passengers aboard the Diamond Princess, a Rutgers professor is raising interesting questions about the federal government's response to the outbreak on Twitter. It says, Richard E. Bright, a professor of chemical biology, pointed out that only 426 Americans have been tested for the coronavirus since the outbreak began. That's compared with nearly 200,000 tests in China and 28,000 tests in South Korea. Not a question, not, not question, not question each of these countries has more of a serious outbreak, but it seems like there has been enough scares across the U.S. to warrant more tests, especially as authorities promise to trace contacts and isolate them. As of Monday, the CDC has reported 39 cases among people returning from Wuhan or the Diamond Princess, 12 additional travel-related cases, as well as two cases of human-to-human -human transmission involving family members of those infected abroad. So, why hasn't the U.S. taken the initiative to test more cases? It's true that the CDC warned about a shortage, a shortage of quality test kits last week. And on Monday, senior White House officials warned that the vulnerable supply chain for healthcare products needed to combat the outbreak, as we noted earlier. Does this mean the federal government and the CDC have obscured the seriousness of a shortage of virus tests and other medical gear, 
Or is it another example of the federal agency dragging its feet for some reason probably related to bureaucratic politics? And I just want to read real quick what uh, this professor actually said, what Professor e, Richard Ebright, uh, the chemical biologist, what he said, because it, 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 it explains it perfectly. He says, China has performed nearly 200,000 tests. South Korea has performed nearly 28,000 tests. Meanwhile, the U.S., with the most expensive but most dysfunctional healthcare system on the planet, has performed just 414 tests and has little to no capacity to perform more. And then he went on to update it, saying, oh, my bad. Yeah, they, they went from 414 to 426 tests. So, no, we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah, we're really getting there. And that's what's dangerous. They're dragging their feet. And when they drag their feet, all this does is compromise the rest of us. I said this before coming onto the air on the Instagram story that Trump's inability, Trump not acting on this will be the perfect grounds for them to impeach him. What did I really say? Let me, let me just go ahead and get it up for you. What did I really say? I said Trump not taking proactive measures to preempt the spread of this virus is a dereliction of duty and it will be used to claim he's incompetent. The negligence within government is being used, is being intentionally incubated, pun intended, so that this grows into a legitimate crisis, which will be met with draconian and authoritarian measures. Hashtag medical martial law. That's where we're at right now. By not acting, it will get worse. And I have to say this too. This is this is that. Um, I don't know what you would call this, but this is that pattern. The very same way that, you know, with the build the wall thing, with the immigration invasion, they're going to flood it to where we to flood us to where we call for the wall, build the wall, slow all this stuff down. The very same thing. The very same tactics are being employed on this virus. So that's why, as we're looking at these numbers, looking at the analysis, some of it doesn't add up. Some of it doesn't make sense. We're at the same time trying to be aware of the agendas that are at play. The mandatory vaccination, the quarantines, all these things. Self-quarantine, kidnapping people, blackbagging people. My God, the other day, I'll say this and I'll get into it. I'll, I'll play this video for you guys. But my God, the other day I saw a video in China of this guy getting out of a car. And it's like it's like there's two, there's two police officers egging this guy to get out of a car. They have a shield on. They have, like, white coats, white quarantine clothes on. They're, like, poking at his car, trying to get him to open the door. They get him to open the door. They poke him more with the stick to agitate him. He, he's he's kind of, you know, egging on the people that are provoking him. And then out of nowhere, a group of individuals come up behind him, throw a bag on his face, and basically just, just disappear him. I think it's, I, 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 I don't really know what else to explain other than that. He basically got provoked to come out of his car, and then he got a bag thrown over his head and had his hands tied, hog-tied, and they threw him away. Could you imagine the very last thing you remember seeing is men in white suits provoking you before you just have a black bag thrown in your face? These are the draconian measures that China engages in. We're not talking about their thought transformation camps, uh, their re-education centers, you know, the places where they take their religious extremists and the like. Where they, where they take you if you have anti-government views or radical religious views or if you're just a Christian or something like that. We're talking about people literally being kidnapped on the street, broad daylight, and then they share it on the internet. 
Those are the draconian measures that China would take in a compliant society. All week I've kind of been asking the question of, can America be quarantined? Would America go along with a quarantine? Like right now, there are currently 8,000 people engaged in self-quarantine in California. 700 that are in self-quarantine in New York. Various other people that are being monitored. So when I'd say that there's only 60 confirmed cases, what about that 8,000? What about that 700? What aren't we being told? This is getting insane. Right here. Uh, this comes from Raw Story. It's by Bob Brigham. They put this up February 25th. It says, San Francisco declares coronavirus state of emergency as fear of COVID-19 grows. So San Francisco Mayor London Breed made an emergency declaration to help the city prepare for COVID-19 coronavirus. Quote, although there are still zero confirmed cases in San Francisco residents, uh, in, in San Francisco residents, the global picture is changing rapidly and we need to step up preparedness, Breed said in a statement. Quote, we see the virus is spreading in new parts of the world every day and we are starting to take necessary steps to protect San Franciscans from harm. Dr. Tomas Aragon, San Francisco health, of, health officer, explained the thinking behind the declaration. Quote, given the high volume of travel, travel between San Francisco and mainland China, there is a growing likelihood that we will see cases of COVID-19 eventually, Aragon said. Quote, most people who are in self-quarantine at home are eager to cooperate and understand the importance of these actions. We are, we are prioritizing children, people children and people who live in congregate settings and vulnerable populations as we plan to reduce the potential for harm from the virus in the community. We have been working closely with the Chinese community who are so impacted by the situation and also at risk for stigma and, de and discrimination. So San Francisco is going underneath their own form of emergency. And before I play for you guys this quick clip, just again, keep this in mind. Back in like 2016, Barack Obama, Barack Obama signed the Global Health Security Act, advancing the global health security agenda, which is designed for everything we're seeing now, mass vaccinations, uh, collecting government, collecting health information, making sure people get the funding to carry out these types of things. That's what we'll get into next. Uh, Trump, I think, going to Congress asking for money on how to fight this. Let me play for you guys this quick clip. It's a caption video, so I'll just read to you guys uh, what they have on it. This is Business Insider reports that San Francisco Mayor London Breed has declared a state of emergency in the city. It's in response to the coronavirus outbreak beginning in China. It has spread to Asia, the Middle East, and Europe. Breed said the city, quote, is taking the necessary steps to protect San Franciscans from harm. There are 40, 53 confirmed cases in the U.S., and I didn't miss... I didn't catch what it said otherwise, but you guys get the point. The state of emergency allows the city to ramp up emergency planning, redirecting employees and resources because that's what's needed. Like I said, 8,000 people in, in, San, in, in California alone self-quarantined, 700 over on the East Coast. And those are both our coasts basically being compromised. Good Lord, I can only imagine what's going to happen. Uh, I can truly only imagine what, what, what is going to happen. The Olympic Games might be closed too this year. Pilgrimage. 
pilgrimages uh, in the Middle East, Muslim pilgrimages, are being shut down. This is not a hoax. I hate that Americans do this crap, and I get it. We've survived Zika. We've, we've survived Ebola. We've survived all this stuff. But it's like when it comes to this, we're just like retarded. We're, we're, we got caught slipping is the easiest thing to say. We really got caught slipping, you know. Uh, and since I'm talking about the coasts, right, California, New York, shucks, why don't I go ahead and start talking about the border as well? Out there in South Texas, you have people who are also immigrating right here. February 26th, there's a report that claims that the Border Patrol agents are provided respirators to deal with the Chinese because they, too, are also coming up from the southern border. It says that the CBP, CBP has encountered 91 immigrants from China since the start of 2020. U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents in South Texas are reportedly being given respirator face masks to deal with Chinese immigrants crossing illegally into the U.S. through Mexico. The agents stationed in Texas's Rio Grande Valley sector on Tuesday said that they encountered 91 immigrants from China since the start of 2020, according to the Center for Immigration Studies fellow and counterterrorism expert Todd Benson. Fortunately, none of the Chinese immigrants have tested positive for the coronavirus currently wreaking havoc in China and other parts of the world. Says border, and this comes from the Border Patrol source. It says 91 Chinese immigrants or migrants apprehended at the Texas Rio Grande sector since January 1st. They are being isolated and screened for the virus. Agents given respirators to deal. No virus detected as of today. Lots of Chinese still coming over there and elsewhere. The update from the southern border comes as U.S. health officials on Tuesday warned the virus's spread to the United States appears inevitable as cases continue to pop up in Asia and the Middle East. Quote, ultimately, we expect we will see community spread in the United States, a top scientist at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention said on Tuesday. Quote, it's not a question of if this will happen, but when this will happen and how many people in this country will have severe, severe illnesses. Yeah, so while we're talking about immigrants, or while we're talking about cases in California, New York, now we're talking about immigrants coming over from China and they're still pouring in. This is a epidemic. Truly, it's an epidemic. It's a pandemic for sure, but this is becoming nuts. And I just want to read this real quick just to get this on record so people know that uh, something, I guess, is being done about it. Uh, you know, this came out this week as well because of, again, the the rapid evolving nature of this crisis. Since the Senate to receive classified coronavirus briefing Tuesday as the Trump administration is to ask for emergency funding. That's right. It says the Trump administration is reported to be asking for emergency funding from Congress to address the looming crisis, even as the virus has been contained in the U.S. So far. It's not contained. It's becoming an epidemic. It, it truly is becoming an epidemic. So to kind of put a a bookend on this version of the of of uh, this angle of covering the coronavirus, I want to get into this, okay? Because I think this encapsulates so many things that people need to take care of. Just just if you're not homeschooling or you haven't thought of homeschooling or you haven't thought of like really working from home, remoting from, remote working from home, or really thinking about how you can streamline your life a little bit more. I think this article 
and what and kind of what we would go over uh, in it. We'll explain it because I, I'm not going to go over it all. You guys definitely need to read more of it. I'll put the rest of it in the description bar below. Uh, but right here, it says the CDC warns businesses, schools, and communities to prepare now for the COVID-19. Quote, the disruption of daily life might be severe. This is put up by the organic prepper. It's by Kat Ellis. They put this up February 25th. This next one comes from the CNBC. Mainstream news is now telling you that the CDC outlines what closing schools and businesses would look like in the U.S. pandemic. Because people are beginning to see this. We saw crazy footage of those fumigators just spraying gas in an emptied out uh, Chinese town in Wuhan. I'm telling you that I'm seeing videos of people in, uh, uh, in office settings with sanitation tarps over them. This is crazy. So this isn't far-fetched to think about it. They're, I'm telling you they're marching people home. And then they're marching them to work with guns. Because you can't disrupt that. You, it is nuts. Everything surrounding this. Let me get in this article. It says, Today, Nancy Messonnier, who is the director of the National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Disease, issued a stark warning about the potential spread of COVID-19 through the, through the United States. Quote, We expect we will see community spread in this country, said Dr. Messonnier. It's more of a question of when. I just want to say before continuing on, that's exactly... Uh, that's exactly what the other CDC officials said that he's expecting for uh, community-based transmission. That's exactly what's happening. I think there's a case that happened, a community spread, event, a community spread uh, case that happened in California already. And so when I'm telling you that we're in the second or third generation mutation of this, that it can transfer from human to human, that it does mutate, that it has these gain-of-function properties, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. So, and, 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 and you will, people do recover from it. That's the even crazier part. Uh, but you can also contract it again. And sometimes people die of sudden heart failure right after that. And so we don't know what's all going on with this. As that same CDC uh, official said, we're going to get past this. It's going to stay with us past the flu season. That's what people need to start thinking about. So here, uh, let me continue on. It says, whenever there's a direct warning from the government agencies whose job it is to manage crises in a way that does not cause panic, I always wonder how bad the situation actually is and what they're not telling us. While this was not the most bluntly worded wa warning, it isn't, it isn't the only one this week. So you've got to ask the question, what is the CDC warning us about? In a briefing, she discussed the measures that businesses, schools, and communities needed to prepare to tackle the looming outbreak. Quote, we were asking the American public to work with us to prepare for the expectation that this could be bad. Schools should consider dividing students into smaller groups or, or close and use, quote, internet-based teleschooling. Dr. Nancy Messonnier, the director of the CDC's National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Disease, told reporters on a conference call for adults businesses can replace in-person meetings with video or telephone conferences and increase teleworking op options Messonnier said she said local communities and cities may need to quote modify postpone or cancel mass gatherings hospitals may need a treat to triage patients differently 
add more telehealth services, and delay elective surgery. She said, quote, now is the time for businesses, hospitals, communities, schools, and everyday people to begin preparing. You got the CDC telling you to prepare. But this is also the very same CDC that, like, you know, messes up vaccine numbers and doesn't tell you that people actually do get adverse reactions from vaccines. So, so I can understand people not listening to these warnings. But that's why I wanted to read to you the anecdotal evidence of everything else surrounding this coronavirus that indicates that you do need to prepare. So again, what do they know that we don't know that we need to start preparing for? Continuing on, it says anyone who has watched the way the government handles things that could be potentially cause a panic should realize that this is a warning that problems are imminent. And not just minor problems, Messonnier said, quote, the disruption of daily life might be severe. This briefing certainly coincides with the line of thinking in our earlier article today entitled, This is Not a Drill. This is, a, this is the warning before things get serious. It's rare that the government comes right out and says something clearly. There are always agendas to be hidden and assets to be covered. The government prefers to, quote, manage the flow of information as they did during the Ebola outbreak in 2014 when they instituted an outright blackout on information. In Kat Ellis's book, The Coronavirus Survival Manual, she wrote, the edit she wrote that the editors of mainstream media outlets were told by the president to stop reporting on it. To counter the rising public tension, President Obama appointed Ron Klein, a Fannie Mae lobbyist with no healthcare background at all, as his Ebola responses coordinator. Klein was known in and around Washington, D.C. as being a man who could circumnavigate government, bureaucracy, and regulations. The media referred to Klein as Obama's Ebola czar. Within weeks of Klein's appointment, the Associated Press released a statement that was sent to the editors. There was no... Sent, sent to the editors. There was... There were to be no more stories on Ebola unless it is linked to a massive upset or delay. All stories about suspected cases disappeared from the mainstream news television coverage, although you can still find articles on their websites occasionally. So, if it is standard for governments to downplay the severity of an infectious disease in order to control public panic, it is, resp it is reasonable to examine what we, are, what we know and understand that the situation is likely worse than it appears to be. Now, apply that to what we're seeing in the news right now. Today's message was loud and clear. However, an outbreak is coming, and it's no longer a matter of if, but when, and how bad. It's most likely something that just can't, is, that, that is too big to hide. Too big. Truly too big to hide. So I'm going to play for you guys a, real, a few quick clips of what's going on over there in Italy. Uh, and then I'm going to close out this segment with natural protection strategies against the virus that you can do to start helping protect yourself. Um, like I said before, fighting back the cold, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, shucks. Uh, before, before we go to Iran, or before we go to Italy, I want to make a pit stop over here in Iran. Uh, this gentleman actually passed away. The deputy health minister uh, passed away. He did a press conference saying, there's nothing to worry about. We've got this all underneath control. It's cool. And in this actual press conference, you can see him sweating profusely. You can see him sweating profusely, wiping his head. This man recently passed away in a couple of days in Iran. Really, really crazy. They put this up February 25th. It's from your news wires by Baxter Dimitri. It says, Iran's deputy health minister comes down with coronavirus 
that press conference. It says, Iran's deputy health minister was tested positive for coronavirus just one day after holding a press conference and attempting to convince the world that the coronavirus outbreak is not as bad as feared. Yes, unfortunately, this man has passed away. That's how fast this stuff is working, and that's why people are, are losing their mind, because it show, it, it's, it's acting like the flu, but all the mutations and all the mutations within it and the structure of the gene, it, 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 it's just not the same. Like, this is, an, this is a chimera. This is a beast. This is a monster. And so again, more anecdotal evidence of the increasing global unrest and instability Right here, fight breaks out in Italian supermarket amidst food shortages. This is from Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. They put this up February 25th. This is a video out of Italy shows customers in a supermarket brawling as food shortages caused by fears over the coronavirus spreading continue to prompt panic buying. I have two videos I want to play for you guys. There's a, technically I should have three. There's this fight breaking out, it's a quick slow punch. Okay, that's in Italy, right? That's in Italy. The fights are already happening. Just over food. Real quick. Very same uh, very same week. The pasta shelves are empty. Let's play for you guys this this real this real quick clip. This is a video of a a video out of Italy shows a man asking, quote, why are the pasta shelves empty as panic buying spreads in response to the coronavirus? And I'll just read to you guys the captions of what he says, even though Italian is a beautiful language. I'll just read to you what he says. He says the pasta shelves are empty. Empty. What's happening? There wasn't this much panic when World War II started. Oh, my God. And then he walks off. Then he walks off. I put this up 18 hours ago. Currently has 27,000 views. Says the old man appears to be exacerbated with the situation, going on to ask what's happening. There wasn't this much panic when World War II started. Oh, my God. As we previously highlighted, store shelves in some supermarkets in Lombardy and Veneto are sparse, while a fight over food broke out at another grocery store. For the first time, more new cases have reported have been reported in countries outside of China than inside, with 411 inside and 427 outside. Italy has at least 360 confirmed cases of the coronavirus, with authorities reporting 12 deaths. 360 cases has them fighting at supermarkets. In Italy, what's going to happen when they finally report the numbers of cases here in America? You see how people act on God dang, uh, what is it, Black Friday? Cyber Monday, you see how people act. Well, imagine whenever they actually realize they have to do something and they're unprepared and they're angry at the government for not informing them. Just think about this stuff. This is the craziness, and this is this is what I mean by the incubation. You you, you see what I'm saying? 
I completely missed this video for you guys, but it's still of uh, the, the situation in Italy intensifying. It says, it's total panic. Store shelves empty as the virus spread sparks panic buying and food masks. Yep. And uh, when you watch the video, all the water's taken. All the storable water's gone. All of it. Like the individual bottles, you can still get those, but the cases and the crates, the pallets of water, gone. This is in Italy. 360 confirmed cases, 12 deaths. We have 60 confirmed cases, and I'm sure more. 8,000 uh, 8, people quarantined. We ain't doing nothing. This is getting pretty, pretty interesting to see unfold on, another, on, a, on, on a whole lot of levels. And so before I get into uh, natural protection strategies that you guys can have, if anything, I'll put the link so you can go look at it more. Because I kind of fly through things saying K2, zinc, uh, how it has antiviral, antiviral, antimicrobial, and antibacterial effects to it, magnesium D3 iodine. I fly through things like that. And so it might do you guys a better uh, to go out of your way, check the link out, and go look at it. But before I get into that, right here, this is what I was trying to indicate to you guys, and we went over last week. Uh, the FDA says that the coronavirus is the coronavirus outbreak could impact the medical supply chain, resulting in drug shortages. That's what we went over with you guys uh, just last week, learning that China manufactures almost 80% plus of our drugs, not talking about fentanyl, but other drugs and vaccines, I'm sure. But imagine that. In Italy, they're already seeing a shortage of, a shortage of water. What happens when we have a shortage of drugs? A shortage of... Uh, Chucks, I don't know, ibuprofen? I don't even know what kind of drugs to take from pharmaceutical companies. I don't trust NyQuil. I don't trust DayQuil. I don't trust any of these type of stuff because it's, it's all poison. But for people who aren't like me, who have compromised immune systems, who are a little bit more weaker and do need these drugs and antibiotics and antivirals to help them, they're going to be out of a shortage. I talked about this earlier this week on uh, the Instagram Live. If you guys didn't listen to that episode, go do so. I talked about how I talked to a friend of mine within the medical health field and how they work with people who need daily updates of the, or, 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 uh, daily refilling of their daily medication and they get two trips. What happens when that guy doesn't show up for a single day? Now we're talking about supply shortages being down for months. Think about the, think about the loss of life. And, and, and the reason I'm saying this is because we're only being taught that, they, that a solution can become from government and corporations. We're being taught that a solution has to come from a vaccine uh, and aggressive doses of antibiotics. Screw all that noise. I'm fighting my sickness right now with a healthy combination of chamomile, uh, echinacea, iodine, ashwagandha root, apple cider vinegar, uh, uh, lemon, orange juice, a, a lot of other things. But obviously my vitamins, or my, my fish oil, my magnesium, uh, various things. <laughs> she legit like I'm just over here loading up loading my guns up to shoot this sickness away but that's because we're in this world gang me and you we, 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 we talk about these things all the time we don't trust big pharma so we figured out a way to find natural holistic approaches towards fixing ourselves the world doesn't know about these things these are still taboo topics but I digress. Let me get in this article. We put this up February 24th. It's by Sean Walton of the Daily Sheeple. 
This is a worse than coronavirus outbreak reportedly could threaten shortages of about 150 prescription drugs, several of them with no alternatives. China's role in supplying the ingredients used in medications means that decreased Chinese production capability amid the outbreaks could threaten supplies of the drugs, which include antibiotics, generics, and branded drugs, two sources familiar with the FDA list of at-risk drugs, told Axios. The FDA did not directly comment on the list, but said it was, quote, keenly aware that the outbreak could impact the medical product supply chain and is working to identify potential vulnerabilities connected with it according to Axios. The agency is also coordinating with other regulators, such as the European Medicines Agency, and said that while no FDA-approved vaccines, blood derivatives, or gene therapies, it is monitoring any raw materials for such products manufactured in China and other Southeastern Asian nations. Quote, if a potential shortage of disruption of medical supplies product or medical products is identified by the FDA, we will use all available tools to react swiftly and mitigate the impact to U.S. patients and healthcare and healthcare professionals. An FDA spokesperson told Axios, the Trump administration has assembled a task force to respond to the to the coronavirus, but the FDA commissioner Stephen Hall is not among its appointees. And that's right, he took down the coronavirus. Czar uh, and actually appointed Vice President Mike Pence as the head of the committee, which, if anything, tells me right there uh, that this is an epidemic. He's really trying to, you know, risk exposure of information leaking. He wants his vice president. To, he wants his vice president to report directly to him what's going on. So, so again, I'm just pointing out anecdotal evidence and other stuff that's going on in the background, peripheral events that are happening that paint an even more deadly picture for me. You get what I'm saying? That's, that's all I'm trying to point out to you. And since we're here, I'm talking about a shortage of vitamins, a shortage of things that are going on, and why it's important to, to be prepared, I'm just going to jump back over here to uh, My Patriot Supply and their deal of the day right here is Ready Hour Survival Shot, emergency food supplement. It's a, it's like a, it's like a vitamin that has like all the supplements. Just bite the bullet. And so when I'm trying to tell you guys this stuff, breaking it down, I'm saying there's solutions. There's, there's, there's answers. There's all kinds of different things you can do. But what you shouldn't do is fall prey to the fear propaganda. Yes, this is happening. Yes, I'm tripping out. Yes, I don't know what to really say half the time. But there is a solution. There is. And when I'm telling you that you actually can fight it, you have to figure out how to go out of your way to figure out what those solutions are. Yes, I can try to provide them. That's why I'm not... There, there are some people um, saying that you can kill it with Lysol, with bleach, uh, with other other crazy things. I'm... I'm I'm not going to say that to you. I don't want to come out there and start providing air quotes cures and having people hurt themselves. So I'm going to do what I typically do and go the alternative holistic route. So if you guys want to read more about this because it's, 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 it's really lengthy, I'm just going to go over it kind of in passing. And I'll put the link in the description bar below. Uh, but this says natural protection strategy against viruses, including the coronavirus. They put this up February 25th. And, you know, it just talks about some of the viruses and the animals that cause these viruses, you know, uh, 
how viruses spread, especially among humans, through skin contact, respiratory, fecal or oral, uh, sexually transmitted diseases like herpes, HIV, and hepatitis. That's what's strange is some people are saying it shows the characteristics of HIV. Uh, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to read you guys real quick the special case of the coronavirus, how vitamin C can help it. Um, this is by, I'm just going to read to you. It's from, it's, this, this article comes from the Waking Times. It says, Coronavirus, Exploring Effective Nutritional Treatments, Andrew W. Saul, Orthomolecular News Service, January 30th, 2020. This article is based on more than 30 clinical trials or 30 clinical studies confirming the antiviral power of vitamin C against a wide range of flu viruses over several decades. Vitamin C inactivates the virus and strengthens the immune system to continue to suppress the virus. In many cases, oral supplementation up to 10,000 milligrams daily can create this protection. However, some viruses are stronger and may require larger doses given intravenously, 100,000 to 150,000 milligrams daily. I actually was hearing about that before coming on, uh, getting vitamin C intravenously injected into your system over a seven, a sev- like over a several hour period is actually more beneficial to you because your body, like, like, like if you take like a cough drop or something that has a hardcore dosage of C, vitamin C in it, it'll be in your system for like a good two hours, four hours or so. You do this over several periods of time, it's going to be in, th- it's going to be in you throughout the day and it's also going to help, uh, build your overall system over time. I hope that makes sense. What I'm trying to say is if you can find a doctor that can do it um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an enclosed setting, do it. Because that's, a, that's usually how this works. People contract diseases and sicknesses from uh, compromised immune systems and vitamin C can help with that. But continuing on, it says vitamin C helps the body to make its own antioxidant glutathione, glutathione as well as assist the body in the production of its own antiviral called interferon. If IV vitamin C is not available, there, are ca- there have been cases where some people have gradually increased their oral dose up to 50 milligrams or 50,000 milligrams a day before reaching bowel tolerance. Powdered or crystal forms of high quality of uh, asorbic acid can be taken five grams uh, at a time every four hours. Every virus seems to respond to this type of treatment, regardless of whether it's SARS, bird flu, swine flu, or the new coronavirus. And it talks about vitamin D3. You can find fish. Uh, Vitamin D3 helps fight off the flu. Asthma attacks, and that's what's being reported is that it has uh, characteristics because pneumonia only works if there's like fluid in your lungs, but I, I I don't know. I don't know. This is this is all nuts. I'll put the information about more of that in the description bar below if you guys are curious. But I think you get the point. Get your immune system up. Pay, take care of yourself. Get get prepared. And if you can, help prepare others. Help prepare others. And so I'll put that link in the description bar below if you guys want to know more. Uh, but this is a very, very interesting plot twist. I want to leave this segment and the coronavirus topic with this, we may cover it more in the future as more information comes out. But right here, and this is something we've heard since the entirety of this uh, epidemic, did the 5G rollout in Wuhan damage the innate cellular defenses of the population, putting the risk, putting the people at risk of complications and death from coronavirus? The long-winded title from the WorldTruth.tv by Eddie Levine. But basically they're saying, did the 5G rollout 
in Wuhan, did it damage their cells to where they were more susceptible to contracting this virus? I want to read a little bit of this. If you guys are curious, you can go back on our page and find it. It says, scientists have been sounding the alarm about the dangers of the fifth generation wireless technology. Some countries have have hated the warning about wireless radiation and the harmful effects of EMFs. China, on the other hand, has completely ignored all warnings and proceeded to unleash 5G faster than any other nation. In fact, China rolled out 5G in the province of Wuhan in October of 2019. Just two months later, the city became afflicted by a new kind of coronavirus named COVID-19. Keep that in mind. From the NCOV to COVID-19, they know that it's mutating, so they have to give it different classifications. How did a formerly benign class of a virus become so opportunistic in such a short amount of time? Why is the death rate so high at the epicenter of the outbreak? Did the 5G launch in Wuhan, China cause widespread compromised immune system? Why did the city's population suddenly become so vulnerable? Could it be the 5G oxidized important surveillance proteins of the innate immune system of the Wuhan population? Does 5G cause severe inflammation damaging the innate immune system? Could it be that 5G does cause DNA breaks as documented by scientists? Do these DNA breaks potentially affect innate immune uh, molecules such as the mannose binding lectins, MBLs, which are primarily, primarily located on the lung surfactant proteins, A and D? MBA and clearly we're going past my knowledge base. MBLs are perf- are powerful defense molecules that have been clinically studied to target coronaviruses earlier, early in their replication cycle, preventing viral attachment. If MBL levels are compromised through oxidation, respiratory viruses can readily take hold of the human host. Deficiency in MBLs also occur when there are three single point mutations in exon one of the MBL two gene. For an infectious agent to cause complication and or fatality, a person's immune system must be compromised. Did the launch of 5G in Wuhan, China, help facilitate the outbreak of this deadly bioweapon? You tell me, because what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk even more about the environment. Why are these people doing these things? Uh, Why are they trying to kill us? I just want to live, bro. I just want to be free. I just want to be freedom. And these people are weaponizing the environment against us. We're going to be talking about uh, environmental security. UNESCO saying that climate change denials should be criminalized and prosecuted. Human resonances. Technology that generates electricity out of air. Thin air. We're going to be talking about all kinds of other things and more on the other side. But first, I want to close this segment off by saying make sure you guys check out the natural protection strategies below. Get yourself prepared. Who would have thought that the years that we've been doing this, having guests on, talking about how to take your health back, who would have thought that now that stuff pays a huge part? We're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. 
Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course. Not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. The places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last. We've found our way home. Salutations, thank you, and welcome back, all at the same time. Or should I say, a konnichiwa. Konnichiwa, essay. <laughs> konnichiwa, vato. Sorry, I'm letting my American show, let my American ignorance show. I just get fired up. I get fired up about languages. Papangulo. I, I love, um, I love, you know, there's this quote in the Bible where it says, he who loves the world, the person who loves the world, my spirit does not dwell in him, saying that the person who loves this world does not love the creator of this world. And I was about to catch myself saying, you know, I love this world. I love this, I love our cultures, I love humanity. I, I have a, I just love humans and hate humans so much 
and I just see like all these great things go. I see, I see where we could be. I see our potential, and I see what's happening to us. You know, I wish I could. I just, I want better for us as a whole. And I know that we're in these these times and tri- we're in the, we're in the times of tribulation. I get this. We're all going through our own trials too. I I get all these things that are going on, but I guess I just look at it. And all I can do is hope that it makes us into better people, into better versions. I look at the New World Order. I see how they're creating this global citizen that denies all these amazing cultures and this amazing history. That's very dangerous because you're standardizing existence, and that's not a good thing, man. There's no boilerplate for life. That's why the whole, you know, you go to school, you get a job, you get a car, you get a house, you get a wife, you did. Yeah, that's that's the that's the general overview of it, but it's a very very uh, simp- oversimplified version, and I feel like that removes the beauty, the beauty of existence and the beauty that God bestows upon us to have the mind to be able to appreciate these things, to understand growth, understand wisdom, understand history, archaeology, and so much more, culture, society, our spirituality. I'm blessed to be in a position where I'm influencing people that want to hear this stuff and it trips me out. I get messages from people who are just like, hey man, I appreciate, I appreciate you doing the shows these days, but I miss your old shows where they're research-based. Like my shows are research, like I'm not trying to research. I miss your shows that are research-based where you, know, you would remind us of our divinity and where you would remind us of our humanity and remind us you know, of... of of ancient cultures, of just like how cool we are. You know, the psychoenergetic potentiality of humanity. Telekinesis, bruh. But you see, whenever we're focused on all these fearful things and these stress-inducing topics, it inhibits our ability to access the divine. This is why I keep saying throughout the entirety of this transmission, get closer to God. He'll give you all the clarity you need. He'll give you that peace. He'll give you the serenity that your, that your soul seeks for truth is meant to disturb us but it's that harmony that's meant to align us it's that it's that peace that we should be working after and that's why i'm here you know Uh, i'm not here to stir stuff up i'm not here to crap on everybody crap on things and stuff like this i'm here to really try to figure out what's happening to humanity get us to where we need to go and with that being said let's start the show I just want to say, because I know it's like third segment, these shows are getting long, man. I'm trying my hardest <laughs> to make sure they're informative, but at the same time, not a waste of your time. I'm not trying to ramble as much. I'm really trying to make sure that when I speak to you guys, it's in like a, a, a authentic and real way so that it helps you as an individual. Uh, and unfortunately, that takes up a little bit more time. <laughs> but um, yeah doing the best I can. If you guys want to help us, you want to take part in some of the group discussions and things we'll be doing in the future, think about joining our Patreon exclusive membership program. We will be doing a group discussion March 6th on coronavirus cures, uh, methods and plans and different things for people to integrate in their life. If you want to do that, hit the link in the description bar below. We'll be doing a lot more group-based shows. We're a few people away from doing live shows every Friday, and I'm excited because we're really, really getting organized and we're really, really putting stuff together. Um, just that, man. And it's all thanks to your guys' continued support. So 
either help us knock it out of the park or just watch it happen. Your choice. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's get into the topics. What are we going to be talking about? A very interesting article popped up this week. Even though people want to hear more about the coronavirus, check this out. Evergreen is a CIA-owned airline. Are they spraying us with poison? This is by, this is by Derek Naus from Prepare for Change. They put this up February 26th, and it basically talks about a, uh, a pilot getting a little sauced, trying to flirt, and spilling the beans about working for a CIA front company that sprays chemicals. We're talking about environmental security at this uh, in this segment. Why are we talking? Why, why, why are we starting off with chemtrails? Well, we don't think that the Chinese are crazy enough to release a bioweapon on their own people. But Bill Gates is teaming up with Harvard to spray calcium carbonate over the sky to reflect sunlight. So, environmental security. It's like the Chinese wouldn't release bio warfare bombs on their people. That's crazy. The Chinese New Year's right there. So you think Bill Gates cares about anybody's holidays when he's carrying out these operations? You get the point I'm trying to make? We're dealing with satanic scientists and occult technocrats, people who have that Machiavellian view, who want to look at the needs of the many and how it really outweighs the needs of the few. But that's the even crazier satanic inverted part of it. They want to get rid of the, get rid of the needs of the many for the needs of the few. Let me get in this article. It says, Evergreen is a CIA front company for chemtrail operation within the U.S. based out of Marana Air Park near Tucson, Arizona, and McMinnville, Oregon, near Portland. A major missing piece of a grand conspiracy has been targeted by a drunk pilot in a small town 30 miles east of the Pacific Ocean in Oregon in the center of the ma- is, the, is the center of a major global operation. At a bar in McMinnville, Oregon, an inebriated pilot attempted to impress one of the pretty ladies with tales of his secret missions. The pilot's pathetic attempt to portray himself as a Sean Connery or a... My bad, let me do that one more time. The pilot's pathetic attempt to portray himself as a Sean Connery or Daniel Craig caused him to ante up his importance and spill the secrets of the CIA's asset, Evergreen International Aviation. The slurred revelations confirm suspicions that Evergreen is part of a major crap dump on the planet. Chemtrails made up of aluminum, barium, and other ingredients contribute to the respiratory ills and change the acidity of the soil. Evergreen works from over a hundred bases and employs five and employs four thousand five hundred people. Delford Smith privately owns the company they admittedly quote perform for the CIA. Evergreen was, a, was given a no-contest bid that gave them all the facilities in Marana, Arizona that, pre- that previously belonged to the CIA's Air America. The security at the final site is said to be of several as severe as, it, as that of Area 51. It is run as a military base where one lost pilot got an armed escort immediately off the operational base. The 10-year pilot said it was nothing like anything he's ever seen. The Inter- Evergreen International Aviation brags of their planes that, ha- that have seven times the capacity of other firefighters. One can carry 20,000 gallons. Firefighting, right. And next we'll be told that chemtrails are, being, are to prevent global warming as millions more are advancing to an early death. Evergreen International Aviation has exemptions from the law that are advised on their website. They can fly anywhere and not to stay on a designated route. Itali- Italian industrialists 
Ariello Pacelli, who founded the Club of Rome, or Ariello Pacelli, who founded the Club of Rome in 1968, says this, quote, in searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famines, and the like would fit the bill. Does that sound like today's world? Does that sound like what's happening to us today? Well, my friends, I can tell you that it is. This is Agenda 2030 and Agenda 21 all in action. From mass vaccinations to getting humans to get be in these populated centers to uninhabitable zones, all contrived and created. I made the correlation to the war on terror and the war on drugs. I thoroughly believe that we will have a war on disease where it is involving nature and health. I'm not sure what it will be, but I am foreseeing it happen into the future. And it will start with things like this right here. UNESCO is saying that climate denial is to be prosecuted and criminalized. Climate denial. I wonder what they would call me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know you guys are changing the climate. I know you and Bill Gates and uh, apparently Evergreen International Aviation and various other companies and or, uh, government agencies are changing the, the climate. No, I'm not saying I'm a denier. I'm saying we see you modify the weather. I see your evidence in the sky. What do they say? Cocaine lines for Jesus? Isn't that what they call chemtrails? <laughs> So no, I'm not denying that you're changing the climate. I'm actually saying you have a direct hand in it. Spraying calcium carbonate, aluminum, aluminum, barium, strontium, aborted fetal tissues, blood, all kinds of different stuff. I know that is going to change a few things. Let me get into this article. It says the technocrat tango is shifting into high gear to force the world to dump capitalism and free enterprise and adopt sustainable development in its place. Global warming deniers would face penalties comparable to war crimes. When climate, al when climate alarmist Al Gore said in 2015 that, quote, deniers deserve to be punished, everybody chuckled. We'll chuckle no more. Under this proposal, President Trump could be prosecuted for withdrawing from the Paris Climate Accord. Leaders of the, quote, conservative think tanks and other activist organizations that question climate science would be included. Widely read journalists who influence the public to question phony climate scientists would be individually prosecuted. That would, ostensi that would ostensibly include Technocracy News and Trends and its publisher, Patrick Wood. This proposal is pointed directly at the United States, but I can also see Australia and Brazil in the crosshairs as well. Technocrats know that their plan for global technocracy will not work until the U.S. is neutralized, which is why we are under a full-spectrum attack by climate fanatics. This is a deadly serious matter that should immediately be rejected by national leaders. Note, uh, you know, note that the article below appears on the official UNESCO website, but the author is not writing as an employee of UNESCO. A tiny disclaimer link in the footers of the UNESCO page states that, quote, UNESCO does not warrant that the information, documents, and materials contained in its website is complete and correct and shall not be liable for any damages incurred as a result of its use. Climate denial has increased the risk of catastrophic global change. 
Should international criminal law be used against those who promote this dangerous trend? Economic and political polluters uh, can no longer pretend it is business as usual. Whether they actively induce environmental harm or just ignore the existential threat against the survival of the human species, states the states and corporations must be held accountable for their action or inaction regarding climate change. Where have we heard that before? Greta Thunberg saying, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Don't worry. Like I said the other day, we got Jeff Bezos to help us. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> oh, man. Third, third segment, I get a little, a little goofy, if you can't tell. Um, thanks, Jeff. Jeffo. <laughs> Pledging your money to help us for climate change. But you, but you get what I'm saying. This is a very deadly serious thing. Whenever we're not allowed to question the official narrative, question what they're putting, there, putting out there to us, and we're being told to blindly upset, except uh, that's a very dangerous precedent as well. You see, what happens whenever we all become not even political prisoners, we just become climate change deniers. Environmental activists will get rid of us. You see, before I get into this next article, I just kind of want to make a, 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 I want to point something out. We put that video of uh, Joker Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, going to a butcher house in Los Angeles and then basically adopting a cow so they wouldn't be killed. I couldn't help but think of just how empty he was to do that. To do these things simply for, what, attention? Virtue signaling? Well, you're not going to save that one cow. It's, it's, it, it, and I get it. It's to start that conversation as a whole. But think about how empty these people are. You can see it in their eyes. I couldn't help also but think about the, that vegan activist last year who tried to go into that farmer's yard saving rabbits and bunnies and ended up killing the entire litter. I can't help but think of like what people think of as, as, as activism in relation to animal rights, if anything, how it, how it does the exact opposite. And I know that's not related to climate change, but you, you've got to understand the incremental thing, the incremental anti-human agenda, chastising human behavior. I mean, shucks, even with this coronavirus, you could say that some of this, the canceling of the flights, the cutting down of transportation, that that's part of the uh, environmental security agenda as well. The Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. Last year, I remember reporting on how uh, France is coming up with a flight tax. It's like an eco-tax, right? Taxing people who to take extra flights. And so what I'm trying to point out for you guys is the gradual introduction and the acceptance of the Green New Deal, of the Green Agenda. You see. But while we're worrying about things such as the coronavirus, we didn't speak at all this episode, you know, about the locusts that are making their way from Africa to China, and the environmental impacts that that, that that will have, the food shortages and the animal die-offs, the, crop, the crops just being leveled. We don't talk about that because that's, that's, that's real climate change. You see, and I spoke about this as well. Uh, CIA Director John Britton says it as well in relation to stratospheric aerosol injections. By using these things, they will make certain areas uninhabitable drought-stricken, flood-ridden, destinations for tornadoes and the like. Because what, hurricanes pop off of like, uh, you got to have water for hurricanes, right? 
tornadoes are in the middle of the place. But you get what I'm saying. Uninhabitable zones. And this is all being done to make humanity more easily controlled. Keep that in mind. At the end of the day, it's always about power. Right here, this comes from News Punch. They put this up February 25th. It's by Nima Harris. It says, experts warn that, the cl- that climate change could pose a, quote, catastrophic threat to global and national security. It says, U.S. national security and intelligence experts have warned that climate change could become a catastrophic security threat. A new report released Monday by the National Security, Military, and Intelligence Panel on, of the Center for Climate and Security warns that people could lose their livelihoods, become ill, and battle over scarce food and water. The report said that, quote, even at scenarios of low warming, each region of the world will face severe risks to national and global security in the next three decades. Agenda 2030, 2050. And that, quote, higher levels of warming will pose catastrophic and likely irreversible global security risks over the course of the 21st century. Press TV reports that the study warns that all levels of global warming and climate change will pose, quote, significant and evolving threats to security, environments, infrastructure, and institutions across the world. Experts said that the most fragile parts of the world are at risk, but all regions face close, quote, serious implications, adding that high warming scenarios could bring, quote, catastrophic security impacts across the globe. Quote, these threats could come about rapidly destabilizing the regions and relationships on which U.S. and international security depend, the experts found, according to the report. The report said that the world needs to quickly reduce and phase out global greenhouse gas emissions and urge all nations to reach net zero emissions, quote, as soon as possible. The experts also called for, quote, renewed efforts to prioritize, communicate, and respond to climate security threats and to integrate these considerations across all security planning. In the United States, quote, it is the job of the U.S. intelligence community to anticipate risks to national security and provide strategic warning to appropriate policymakers, said Rod Schoonover, who co-authored the report and advisory board member to the Center for Climate and Security. Quote, the science has been long clear and the security community is adding compelling analysis of the threats climate change pose to people in the nations. It's long past time for vigorous action to address them. And I can't help but think of uh, this same climate, of that, of that same type of measure being used against Donald Trump, you know, if he's in office, when some of this stuff starts popping off, that if something like this happens, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll say this is a dereliction of duty, incompetence, that you're not really doing anything, that you're not really reacting. This is what happens when we believe everything's a hoax and we don't really know how to appropriately appropriately respond. Having authentic discussion is a real thing. Real real discussions about real real problems instead of just dissuading people and uh, you know don't take it serious. Oh, dodging things isn't healthy. But since we're talking about climate change, the environment, and so much more, let's start to. Let's, let's, let's add some good news for a change. This is something that popped up earlier this week or just the other week that plays a huge part in it. So we're talking about the environment and how we live in abundance. We truly do. Right here, there's new technology that generates electricity out of thin air. That's right. Thin air. 
like something that Nikola Tesla would be proud of. And this is, uh, and I should, I should have said this when I was discussing the Wuhan 5G uh, correlation. You think about this, guys. They stole that man's amazing research and then weaponized it for, a, for adverse effects upon the population, providing free energy, free wireless energy worldwide. These degenerate scumbags thought it was a great idea to weaponize that. We're going to be having on, uh, I don't want to say who, but we're going to be having on, we're going to be doing the shows in the future with very, very influential people. There's a man suing Google, Fedbook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Elon Musk, Zuckerbot, and many more for endangering humanity, humanity with the misuse of AI. We'll be having him on. We'll be doing a lot of different stuff. I don't, want to get, I don't want to get caught up on that. What I'm trying to tell you is we live in abundance, and the people at the top are using their wealth, their power, and their resources to keep us underneath their thumb. We have abundance around us. I've talked about this from time and time again, shucks, at least since like season six or seven, that they're trying to sell us free energy and going over things like this, technology that generates electricity out of thin air, we have it. The same way that we don't need to run to the government to provide us with solutions, we have the medicines around us. We just have to start fixing our thinking. So when Greta Thunberg gets up there and screams, how dare you, point, point, don't, don't react. Really think about what we have at our disposal. People like Moses West, people like Boylan Slot, people like uh, 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 Zacato Cruz, uh, that little eight-year-old girl making solar water heaters, and now technology that generates electricity out of thin air. We have all the tools. We, we have it. We're just being controlled. Let me get into this article. We put this up February 18th. It's by Natural Blaze. It says, scientists at the University of Massachusetts Amherst have developed a device that uses a natural protein to create electricity from moisture in the air, a new technology that could, su- that could, have, Im- that could have significant implications for the future of renewable energy, climate change, and the future of medicine. As reported today in Nature, the laboratories of electro- electrical engineer Yun Wao and microbiologist Derek Lovely at U- UMass Amherst have created a device they call an AirGen, or an air power generator, which with electrically conductive protein nanowires produced by the microbe Geobacter. The AirGen connects electrodes to the proton nanowires in such a way that electrical currents is gathered from the water vapor naturally present in the atmosphere. Quote, we are literally making electricity out of thin air, says Yao. Quote, the AirGen generates clean energy 24-7. Lovely, who has, an adva- who has advanced sustainable biology-based electronic materials over three decades, adds, quote, it's the most amazing and exciting application of protein nanowires yet. The new technology developed in Yao's lab is non-polluting, renewable, and low-cost. It can generate power even in areas with extremely low humidity, such as the Sahara Desert. It has significant advantages over other forms of renewable energy, including solar and wind, Lovely says, because unlike other renewable energy sources, the AirGen does not require sunlight or wind, and it even works indoors. The AirGen device requires only a thin film of protein nanowires less than 10 microns thick, the researchers explain. The bottom of the film rests on an electrode, while the smaller electrode that covers only part of the nanowires film sits on top. 
Uh, the film absorbs water vapor from the atmosphere, a combination of electrical conductivity and surface chemistry of the protein nanowires, coupled with the, fi- with the fine pores between the nanowires within the film, establishes the, the, condu- the conditions that generate an electrical current between the two electrodes. So for our engineering friends and fans, I know you guys understood that a lot better than myself. But we have the tools. We have the technology. We do. I mean, <laughs> what's even crazier, too, I have another. I just want to play this, this quick clip for you guys. <laughs> it's just it's crazy to think about all the stuff that's at our disposal and the lies we're being sold right here. This teenager, this 17-year-old Cynthia Sin Ya Lam, was one of the top 15 finalists for her H2 Pro prototype. It was a portable device that could purify water and at the same time generate electricity. My God, total genius. Let's take a listen. Nope. Maybe. Is it possible to create a portable device that purifies wastewater while generating electricity sustainably and affordably? Hello, my name is Cynthia Lam. I ask this question not just because there's a lack of resources in third world countries, but also because the whole world is facing energy crisis and water pollution. My objective is to find an eco-friendly and economical approach to solve both problems. This is why the guys at Shepard utilize some food catalysis to purify and sterilize wastewater and generate electricity using the hydrogen fused. The whole sustainable process only needs titania and light. What's more is that the organic pollutant doesn't just get decomposed, but will also enhance the whole reaction rate. It is composed of two parts. The upper unit for photocatalytic water purification and hydrogen generation, which is connected to the fuel cell to create electricity, and the bottom unit for photowater filtration. H2Pro's feasibility on the removal of organic pollutants was examined to be excellent. However, its performance in electricity generation was somehow unstable, although theoretically and experimentally, the hydrogen yield was proved to be satisfactory and even better in the presence of organic pollutants. Hence, in my further research, I will keep improving my device until stable electricity generation is achieved. In conclusion, I have successfully introduced a design for portable electricity generation and water purification units. They only rely on photocatalysis to achieve its goals. Generally speaking, Hixture Pro has demonstrated potential to physically provide clean water and sustainable energy to the needy ones. I will keep trying to find an economical approach to practicalize the electricity generation unit so that people can really benefit from a design one day. Thank you. Thank you. That's our future right there. Thank you, Cynthia. Gosh, you know, I can't, God, man, all I can really say is keep your kids away from drag queen story time because the kids are the future. And if we have more kids like that working on like <laughs> working on the stuff to get us out of this jam, we, it'll happen. But I swear, if we just have more people pay attention to this nonsense, we're never going to get out of this chaos. So thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. And thank those, thank those scientists over there at U, UMass Amherst for working on this stuff. And so to close out this episode, I don't think I'll get into it. If anything, I'll put the link for it in the description bar below. It's something we've talked on uh, a few times before, but it's, 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 it's the Schumann resonance, you know, and how the body responds to sharp changes in solar and geomagnetic activity. There is some stuff going on around the world right now. I think everybody can see that. 
And if you haven't, what you need to crawl out from up underneath your rock. You need to get out of Plato's cave. You need to be con- you need to be connected to really what's going on. I'm going to put the link for this in the description bar below. It goes over the Schumann resonances, and basically it just talks about how we're connected on a deeper level, not only to the Earth, but to the gal- uh, 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 to the universe, to space, to so much more. That's why environmental security is important, because while you could talk about uh, you know 40% of the world expected to experience civil unrest. What does that mean? That means that there is something, a spirit, working its way through the world right now. People are either tuning in or tuning off. There's that, there's, there's that frequency talk again. There's that sound. Frequency locking. People need to understand that there is something amazing happening on the planet. And the word amazing can also be attributed or a synonym for terrifying. I wanted to go into the Schumann resonances and how we're like actually connected to the ground, talking about things such as grounding, you know, earthing, getting your feet connected to the ground and so much more. But I think inherently people get that and we might save it for another show because this world is getting increasingly crazy and people need to understand that they have the tools. It's our mindsets that are becoming toxic. It's our approaches that are becoming lazy and foolish. The sleeping giant, the sleeping giant is awakening. And they won't be happy with what they see. But that's why we have to get our hands around this gang. We can't get caught slipping. Yeah, we're so woke, woke about what? What are we prepared for? And what are we securing? This is another part. Awareness, preparedness, and security. Are you trying to secure the future yesterday? Are we aware of what's happening to us? Are we fighting back? Are we doing the work so that people like uh, Cynthia Lamb so she can create these amazing devices. Are we creating the foundation for a better tomorrow? Or are we just playing into our own destruction? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dangerous Precedences, Dangerous Precedents, Quarantining Chaos, and Environmental Security. ladies and gentlemen that's all i really have for you guys and gals i know super lengthy episode a whole lot of stuff to go over i tried to make it as comprehensive and cogent as i could and like i tell you i don't mean for these episodes to get long i'm just going through the news trying to hit every angle that i can to make you aware but like i said ladies and gentlemen there's all kinds of different things that i could say um but i will tell you this as we close out There's all kinds of different options available at your disposal. We really just have to start fixing our mindset. You know, like diffusers with hydrogen peroxide, chlorine dioxide, you know, there's taking zinc, magnesium, fish oil. There's so many benefits to just getting awake and getting active and getting prepared that I really don't feel like we should be tripping over these things as much as we do. But that's just the way the cookie crumbles and that's just the way she goes. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.
going to be a long year.